this time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Amulet. I forgot to look up the tagline. What is this, Amateur Hour? No, I think I think it is Amateur Hour. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's no Hotlanta. Nope, he's watching the Bengali Tigers be beaten by the Angels' Rammings? Yes, at the moment. Okay. I mean, hopefully the, the, the Bengals pull it out in the end. but. And we watched Ambulant. We did, as suggested to us by Dummy Act? Yes, that sounds right. Yeah, uh, we. Sorry, I didn't actually look that up ahead of time. So if it's if it's not dummy act, I apologize to not dummy act. True. Yes. But yes, yeah, so this is a 2020 movie. Yes. One of the more recent movies we watched. Yeah, Ready or Not was pretty recent. Yeah, I think that was 2019 or 2018 though. Yeah. But how does this movie start, Chris? It starts with the guy in the woods. Mm. Does he shit in the woods? Uh would appear. Okay. They're very green woods. If you have a if you have HDR, whatever that is, high dynamic range, is that what it is? Yes. On your TV, you will get some nice brilliant green color on your TV screen from this movie and these woods. That he's uh, working like some kind of uh, crossing. Yeah, some checkpoint for the he's check- unnamed he's military. Check- yeah, he's checkpoint Charlie. Yeah. Oh wait, is that where it starts? Or do we start in contemporary times? Now I don't actually remember. No, no, we start. Uh, he is no, he's at the checkpoint. I think he's shaving. Yeah, and he looks all bored and stuff. Yeah, because, you know, he just he has like a little gate that goes across some small road in the woods that he is guarding and nobody goes across that road. Apparently goes down that road, apparently. Yeah. And he's uh, he's digging a hole for, I don't know, military purposes, I guess. Yeah. And he unearths. uh, Well, they call it an amulet. I guess it's an amulet. Yeah, but like it's like one of those goddess statues that you know they're got the big like fan of hair or sun or whatever behind the head. Yeah, and he finds it and he's all like, "Cool." Yep, <laughs> I guess I'll keep this. And then we cut forward to present day. Yeah, where he is looking a little worse for the wear. He has grown a beard now. That's how you can tell things are going poorly. Oh, no. I have a beard now. Well, I hope things get better. Me, too. I have a goatee, which means everything's okay. I mean, I've always... You're you're your own evil twin. Uh, Yeah, I usually... I have to maintain some kind of facial hair to keep my wife happy because she does not like me clean-shaven. 
but she prefers the goatee, but I'm just not willing to do the maintenance on a goatee right now, which is gives you a level of a good measure of how little effort I want to put into anything right now. <laughs> That's fair. Because maintaining a goatee is not that hard. Yeah, you got to like do both sides of your face. It takes literal minutes. Yeah, I mean, I usually used to do just shave. Like, I used to shave my my you know my cheeks, or whatever, in the shower. But you know, since I work from home every day, I no longer shower every day because you know, COVID, I guess. So it's, it's, I, it's in the water. Most people don't know yeah. that. <laughs> no, I just you know, because <laughs> like it's COVID, we don't see anybody anymore. So yeah, so it's uh, I'm down to about two showers a week now, which is not enough to maintain the goatee. Fair. Yeah. And so there uh, you go. Con- congratulations, listeners. You know about my personal hygiene now. <laughs> burning questions answered. Yep. Yeah, in- indeed. And uh, the soldier guy, Tomas. Thomas. He is... Uh, I guess he's taken up residence in this some kind of squat, it looks like. Yeah, he's like he's he's in the UK now and he London presumably, and he is working as a day laborer doing construction. And yeah, like him and a bunch of people are just sleeping on mattresses in a building. Yeah. And we see him go out. Well, we also see him cut the duct tape off of his wrists in the morning. Yeah. Cause he's got the fucking night terrors or something like, or he'd like sleepwalking murders people. I don't know. Like murder the earlers people. Yeah. It's one of those things that require medical duct tape. Yes. Well, it's more like, yeah, it's black. It's more like almost like gaffer, gaffer's tape or something. I don't know. It's, it just look actually like, like actual duct tape. But it is definitely more sturdy looking than electrical tape. And uh, he heads home after a hard day of laboring one one day. Yep. Uh, has a dream flashback? Yeah. So this this is one where the lady is just running down the fucking road in her pink jacket. Yeah. And uh, he, he's he got a gun pulled on her, and he's like, hey, stop, stop. But he can't go through with the thing. But she ends up tripping and falling. Yeah. And he's like, oh, good, I didn't have to shoot her to stop her. She stopped herself accidentally. And he, uh... Okay, so... I'm not gonna get the exact timing of the flashbacks or their content correct. So no. I'll just say stuff that happens when the flashback happens. It'll all have happened in flashback, but maybe not accurately. There we go. But uh, he takes her back to his, I guess, little shack thing he stays in. Yeah. And it's like, hey, I'm not going to hurt you. Like, I'm, I'm not an animal. I don't really want to be here. Like, I got stationed out here because my mom's a dentist, if I recall. Yeah, I guess... It's uh, He has less chance of getting shot here than anywhere else, so his mom probably pulled some strings or paid some money to get him uh, this cushy assignment. Yeah, pulled some something, if you know what I'm saying. 
teeth, probably, being a yeah, dentist. Yeah, presumably. Or some crowns or something. And uh, he's like, so what are you even doing? Like, it's dangerous out here. And, she, and she's just trying to get back to her daughter because military conflict has separated them. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, well, you can't really, like, cross the border because they got to shoot you. Like, I didn't shoot you, but that's because I am a nice guy, and they are not nice guys, and they will shoot you. Yeah. So you, you should just stay here until the conflict is over, and then you can cross over, you know, and not get shot. Yeah, the implication being that the conflict is already almost over. Like, he says it's only going to be, like, a month or something. Yeah. So just hang out with him, and then... You know, you can leave after the conflict. Yeah. And he's woken up from his dream flashback by one of the other uh, squatters. Yeah, and, telling him to run, there is a fire. Yeah. Uh, Which he manages to put on his shoes and grab his shit with his wrists still duct taped together. So, kudos. Yeah. But he's not without uh, some sort of residual damages. Yeah, he, like, busts his face up somehow, doesn't he? Yeah, and ends up in the hospital. Oh, he collapses out, outside the building and sees a nun? Yeah. And then he wakes up in a hospital. And he's looking for his stuff, and the, the lady's like, eh, we, we ain't, we, the orderly's got it. And he meets up with the nun, or the nun's there? I don't remember. Well, I think the orderly probably said, the nun has your stuff. <clears throat> She's at this address. Go meet her. Yeah. And the nun is Dolores Umbridge from the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. Because I spent like probably 10 minutes trying to figure out why the fuck I recognize that lady. <laughs> you, just go to, you just didn't go to IMDb and look up Imelda Staunton and like known for Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. No, Dolores Umbridge, and I said, "Oh yeah." I didn't know her name. Oh, I saw her name in the credits, and I was like, "That name's familiar." I don't know why, so I looked it up and said, "Oh yeah." No wonder I was just filled with with rage for some reason as soon as I read that name. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she lets him know that uh, she's got the inside track on some people who could use a. A man with his talents of, you know, duct taping himself while sleeping in home repair. Yeah. More more the home repair in this case. Yeah. So he she uh introduces him to the Magda. the daughter. Yeah. Yep. And she's like, as you can see, this place is a shithole. Yeah, and it really is. <laughs> And uh, you can help. Magda's a very good cook. Yeah, she's a good cook. And she'll feed you and give you a roof, and all you got to do is fix this place up. Yeah. And her mother lives upstairs and has problems. Yes, she's suffering from medical ailment. Yes. Of unknown origin. And it's very painful. So if you hear her screaming, that is why. Yeah, she will be with the Lord soon, I think is what the nun says. Yeah. Or some shit. 
something like that. Something that sounds properly nunny. And uh, what Mag Magdalene? Well, Magda, but yeah, Magdalene, Mary Magdalene did pop into my head <laughs> later on because like the way they light this lady, they always light her slightly from above, kind of like like there's like a holy light shining on her face. And so I was like, wow, like that's a really, that's a choice, but it makes me think of like Mary and then Mary and Magda made Mary Magdalene in my head. So yes. And she, she explains that it's not really their house. They just came into possession of it because they knew a guy. Yeah. Under mysterious circumstances, basically. Yeah. And there's a bunch of stuff in the house, but none of it's really theirs. It just came with it. Yeah. Like these bag, this bag of tools. Yeah. Compl- and they don't have electricity because her mother was in so much pain. She tried to put her fingers into the wall socket to kill herself. And so they just shut off the electricity to the house. So they only have gas light gas to and they gas lights to read by and stuff at night and so on. Yeah. And water and water. Yes. They have running water. Kind of. Kind of. There's a real turlet issue. It's a dark water. There's dark water. Yeah. Just like that movie. Yes. And that other movie. Yes. But but this one did not have a girl who drowned in a uh, rooftop uh, water basin. That's true. Cistern is the word I'm looking for. Cistern. Cistern. It's fun to say. It is fun to say. Listeners, say cistern. We'll wait. Thank you. All right. So now that we've all said cistern, uh, Thomas decides to get to work. And he notices that the toilet is flushing black water. Um, yeah. Not like not the meat puppets kind of black water, but uh, the uh, it's the water just black. And so he goes down to the basement to check out the water tank. Cistern. Cistern. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) it's black and smells. Like you do? Which I'm wondering, okay, so a lot of things that I cook involve water. Mm Mm-hmm. And if Magda is such a good cook, how does she cook with this black water in a way that does not, I don't know, make you want to vomit? She's a good cook. She cooks the, the whatever the hell is making it black right out of it. I guess. <laughs> Thank you for not saying that she cooked the black out of it, Chris. Yeah, that that would have been... Ill-conceived. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they have a little, they have a dinner. Well, she gives him food, but he ends up eating alone all the time. But it's very good food. Yeah. You like, like, lick, he's practically like licking the plate. And he duct tapes himself in for a, a, a good night's rest. Yep. Gets back to this toilet situation. In the morning, mm-hmm. and uh, unclogs one of the toilets and finds a thing in the toilet. 
And when you say thing, this thing bites him, first yeah. of all. And he throws it to the ground and stomps on it and kills it. It's completely reasonable, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, sorry, Christian. But yeah, this thing deserved to die. <laughs> yeah. Because it is a albino hairless bat looking creature. Yeah, it's unpleasant looking for sure. It is super creepy. I would you look at that. Yeah. If that thing was in your toilet and then bit you, you would also stomp on it. I mean, I won't speak for everybody, but I think most people would. Yeah. You sure as hell would want to stomp on it, whether or not you did. Yes. Yeah. Like that's like you, the instinctual response when you see these creatures, this is not right. I must destroy it. Yeah. Your lizard brain would go, oh, that is definitely some sort of apex predator. Or it's some non-Euclidean creature. We yeah. must get rid of it. And uh, he shows it to uh, Magdalene. And he's like, hey, um, this was in the toilet. Does that happen a lot? Or, or is this just like a one-off? And she was like, it's just a bat. <laughs> There's nothing it's weird here. She's like, is it a rat? And he's like, it's got wings. It's a bat. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen bats. I lived in the woods doing military things yep and uh that's a weird fucking bat for sure <laughs> yeah uh hairless mammals in general just look weird also he just hucked it onto the dining room table which is like bad form guy come on yeah yeah like that's not sanitary yeah you definitely crushed that thing earlier and then oh nope there's the bloodstream when you pulled it off the table yep that's exactly why yep. you wouldn't do that Yep. I mean, next thing you know, he's going to be drinking shelf water. Can't have that. <laughs> I also love that. It was the most horrifying part of that movie for you and Brett. What's the, the shelf water? I mean, we've all got we've all got stuff, right? I mean, yeah, but you, you work food service long enough. Yeah, things like shelf water are going to really bother you. <laughs> yeah. It's like if I went to a grocery store and like they had a grocery store in a in a movie and all the cans weren't at the front of the shelf facing forward. Yeah, all the labels were facing the wrong direction. Yeah, and like and like things were pushed backwards just a little bit here and there. Oh, it'd drive me nuts. Uh. I worked at a grocery store for years between high school and college. So anyway, uh, there's probably a flashback at some point here, Chris. Yes, insert flashback. And uh, he shows the amu- the the little statuette to the lady he saved, or at least adopted. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, she's like, "Oh, it's an amulet." And then they shared. So this guy's like eating rations, right? Um. And he's sharing them with this girl, this woman. So I'm assuming like they gave him like a month's worth of rations for the month. So is he not going to run out of food? A fair question. I don't, I don't know what unnamed military's ration policy is. And I was like, okay, fine. You're like, you're in the woods. You have a gun. You can probably supplement your rations if you need to, but it was just something that occurred to me when I saw them both eating like the tinned food of whatever it was. Yeah. So, 
And I don't know, like, and she's like, I, yeah, I really need to get across the border. And he's like, no, you shouldn't do that because, you know, get shot, yada, yada, yada. And then I think we flash forward again. Yeah, the, the important thing from this flashback is that they're they're becoming pals. Yeah, and you can, you think, like, she does, is definitely, like, has a singular focus of... I must get to my daughter. And he seems to be like, what's, why don't we just hang out here and maybe like, I don't know, like have our own little relationship. And she's kind of like, I have to get to my daughter. Yeah. Also, no, I need to get to my daughter. Yeah. And he does like explicitly ever say that, but you can kind of tell that he's thinking that. Yeah. Well, and, and she lets it, lets him know that like, you know, she's divorced, even though she's got a wedding ring. Yeah. So she's available. Oh, and they're like, oh, and at one point they're like, they're wa- he's washing his clothes in the river, and he was like, oh yeah, I saw you at such and such a place. I was in line for like two hours to like I don't know like get my car driver's license or whatever it was. And he's like, you didn't see me. He's like, you read the- and you read the entire time. You didn't even look up for your book from your book. And she was like, well yeah, it was a boring place so i was just reading waiting for my daughter to finish doing whatever she was doing he's like and you didn't you didn't look at me once and she's like yeah no because then he's like he's like trying to like have a connection with her and she's just like not having it yeah it's almost like getting reunited with her daughter is more important it's weird weird that way yes yeah Mm. who knew interesting so back in the present day He's uh Tomas is up on a ladder because the the whole plumbing thing didn't work out real great, so he's gonna move on to a new project. Yeah, he and he's like there's like black mold everywhere. And so he's like decided he's gonna scrape it off of things. Yeah. And he's without uh, wearing a respirator or anything. He's scraping the ceiling, takes a big chunk out of the plaster, and then he sees this shell which spooks him. Yeah, it's like it's like a like an ammonite or um a nautilus. Nautilus shell, yeah. And uh it spooks him so hard he falls off the ladder. Yes. And the uh Magdalene's like, Hey, what's up with that? And he's like, Oh, you don't see the shell? The shell is a symbol to ward off evil in somewhere, I suppose. In in my native country. In my country of non-specified. Yeah. They never say I'm assuming it's Romania, just because like the guy's got like a Romanian last name, but the actor has a Romanian last name, but yeah, fuck whatever. I don't know. They never say what country he, the character is from. Yeah, I mean, Romania, possibly, like, uh, I don't know, like a Croatia or something. Like, Yeah, a Croatia, Serbia. Somewhere in there. Situation, yeah. It's not a Serbian film, let's be clear. No, that is true. It is not a Serbian film. There were no knives held to dicks in this movie. When you say that now. I mean, I'll say it later, but... Uh, eventually he meets, he meets attic mom. Yeah. She's like super creepy. I, I feel like they got someone who 
was like a contortionist and could do creepy movements to play the mom. Yeah. Yeah, she's it's real inhuman the movement yeah it's very uncanny valley movement like i mean it's not something a human couldn't do but they does the mom does not move in ways humans normally move yeah and uh she lashes out towards magdalene but he kind of protects her and he's like hey this that that seems like a lot to deal with Let's go out and have a, a night on the town, you and me. Yeah, she tries dancing at some point, too, which is weird. Yeah, tries dancing is a very charitable it, description of what she's doing. It's very dog tooth like in the the way like that she tries dancing. It's kind of like in the movie Dog Tooth, like if they were tried dancing, like, they, like they've heard of that dancing exists. And they just kind of move in ways that feel good but don't really look like dancing yeah it's like if all you had about dancing to go off of was like a wikipedia article that was missing 85 percent of it and what you got was not in any real order <laughs> you're like oh, okay dancing i get it yeah i just kind of you flail your arms and legs around in time to a beat this is how the humans dance yes i am dancing human <laughs> but she does give him a nice shirt to wear and he's like where did you get this and she's like I don't know previous owner had it I guess yeah, I don't know. Sh- magic shirts whatever shirts are us so they head to the club I suppose yeah and they play music over the scene and I'm not sure if that's supposed to be like diegetic music or not because her dancing does not match the music in any way. Yeah, but her dancing doesn't match anything in any real way. <laughs> uh, but she's having a, the time of her life. So, you know, she's getting down with her bad self, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, kudos to her. Dance like nobody's watching. And she definitely was doing that. And, uh,. So they leave the club. Well, Tomas has a, a fucking freak out. Oh yeah, because because she like she a... she tries to kiss him and that makes him have a freak out. Yeah, like a psycho Billy freak out. Yeah, so he runs to the nun on account of the freak out. Yeah, and the nun, <laughs> the nun's like, "Hey, man, here's the thing." Her mom isn't got doesn't have normal medical ailment. She's chock full of demon. Yeah. And the thing is, when a demon dies, it's not just the host that dies, but also like the caretaker that dies as well. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, hmm. so I guess I can't just kill her then because I don't want her to die, too. I can't just kill the mom because I want Magda to survive as well. Um, and then they're kind of like, well, do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. oh, I also forgot to mention that uh, when he first met the nun, he asked for the, his money. And she's like, oh, we didn't find any money in your stuff. But then after he went to the house, she just threw his money in the storm drain. True. Oh, we also also forgot so that- to mention Ooh. That before the consult with the nun, he sees the mom 
give birth to one of them bat things. Oh, yeah. And Magda just stomps on it. And she's like, yeah, we have to kill them because they're born with teeth. Yeah. And he doesn't say, but you didn't. You said you hadn't seen those one of those before when I showed you the one that I killed. It's true. He also doesn't say fuck this and leave immediately, which is no a failing but on his part. But she does say that it happens during her mom's time of the month. Yeah, which yikes to that. We, I mean, if if her uterine lining is made of of albino hairless bats, she's got some big problems. Yeah. That that sounds awful. That's worse than Picos. That's worse than a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> worse than a, uh, a dermoid cyst. Yes. <laughs> uh, those are all I can think of uh, related to uh, female reproductive organs. It's, it's okay. I mean, there's like cancer and shit, but I was going for other things. Yeah, that's t- that's not fun joke. No. <laughs> yeah, but dermoid cyst jokes. Oh, boy. Those... They're super funny. Oh, uh, well, looks like I'm going to have to rethink my tight five. <laughs> I mean, they sometimes have hair and teeth in them, so that's weird. But anyway, the nun lady... Is it gives him the skinny, you know, about the demons and Magdalene. Her job is to, I guess, smash them when they come out. Yeah. To protect the because you can't just exercise the demon. What they're doing is keeping the demon away from everybody in order to keep everybody else safe until it just dies. Yeah. When the body dies, the demon gets pulled back to hell, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, Tomas is like, well, in that case, I will accelerate the process with this knife. Yes. And Magdalene's like, well, if you really want to, go ahead. Yeah. She she's not on. She's not like super on board with it, but she's also not telling him no. So, so he's he, uh, very ambivalent about it. Yeah, she's just kind of like, yeah, man, whatever. It's your party. I mean. You gotta stab a mom, you gotta stab a mom, I guess. Sometimes you gotta stab my demon mom that lives in the attic. I feel you on that, I guess. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so he, uh, he goes for it. Sticks her right in the neck slash brain. Oh yeah, she does, he does like the up through the chin, out through the brain type stab. And gets bit in the arm for his trouble. Yes. Which Magdalene had also been bitten in the arm earlier. We had see, he had seen her cleaning a bite wound, but didn't say anything about it, and we didn't say anything about it either. That's how we just get stitches. That's how we roll. Yeah. And uh, after you know he stabbed it in the brain, and the thing didn't seem to give a shit. He was like, "Well, I guess I've resigned to my fate." And it does a like there's a nice gruesome scene of like it like just pulling the knife out of its head yeah well it's not like a a fucking pocket knife or anything the thing is probably like 12 inches long it's a big ass knife yeah like it's like a kitchen like a not like a chef's knife but like a a smaller like a kitchen knife only like thinner i guess yeah Um, and it but like like nice gruesome like (laughs) sounds as it's pulling out oh it's so good yeah so good and uh like it made me squirm in the best way possible 
Yeah. And the oh, demon mama is like, it looks like she's going to take out little Tumas with it. But Magdalene shows up and she's like, come on, man, just leave the guy alone. Like, yeah, I mean, everyone's got to try to stab you once. Am I right? Yeah. And then uh, Tomas has another flashback. Mm-hmm. Which is just kind of more of the more of the same. Like he hides her from some soldiers that are coming through. Yeah. And you know he's like you know just stay here with me. It's gonna be super cool. We'll like we'll play cool. Scrabble. Yeah, we'll do cool stuff. Don't worry about your daughter. <laughs> But yet she worried about her daughter. Yeah. And then he, uh, we're back at the house in present day. And now he, at some point he tried sleeping without his, um, duct tape, duct tape on. He started like trying to claw at his own face and Magdalene had to stop him from doing that. Like yeah. he was gonna like take his own eyes out probably if he kept going. Just random aside. A random aside. And he uh I don't I can't actually remember what the fuck is happening in this movie because that's how this movie uh, is. Is this when he sleeps on like the Shays Lounge or whatever with Magda? Yeah, close enough. They bone. I mean, him and Magda bone at some point. Yeah, they go to the bone zone for sure. Yeah. But again, like, they always, like, light her, like, with this beatific light from above. Like, like it's just, it gets more and more prominent as the movie goes on. And at one point, I was like, holy crap. Like, they just, the way they're lighting her, like, she's just lit up like a the fucking Virgin Mary. But she just went to Pound Town, so she's not the Virgin Mary. <laughs> That's why she's Magdalene. Yep. And uh, so they they make time with each other. And he sleeps like a baby afterwards. Yeah. But then wakes up in a bathtub. Yes. And makes throw up in the bathtub. Mm. Well, I mean, it's better than making it other places. True. You're going to have to really jam it down that drain, though. Yeah, that's the way your 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 tub shroom it catches all that for you, and you can just pull that out and throw it away. Hit it with the pool skimmer. Yeah, or maybe you know, you can just zip it afterwards. Gross. <laughs> Have you never used a zip it on your drains, Chris? No. Uh, it's just like this long piece of like plastic that's got little teeth on the sides and you shove it down into a drain like your tub or sink drain and you pull it back it's got a handle on the end you pull it back out and it pulls all the hair and crap that gets collects in your your drain out and man that thing is a miracle worker still gross oh yeah super Poss- gross possibly more gross yeah and if you have a if there's a woman in the house it's just gonna be all her hair yeah with like soap scum on it cool yeah i guess <laughs> well i always feel better because i'm like huh? you know i just tell my wife that's all your hair you're the problem not me <laughs> you're the problem <laughs> so uh 
while vomiting in the bathtub, he has one more flashback. Yes. Where the, 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 the lady, lady go on. She is going to go across that border anyway because she has got to see her daughter. Mm-hmm. And so she goes running off through the woods and he is running to chase her. And you assume he's chasing her so that he can stop her to keep from getting shot by the the military at the border. But that's not what happens. Nope. Nope. He just rapes her. Yeah. I don't mean just rapes her. He rapes her. Yeah. So he is not the the nicest of guys, no matter what. And because that's at one point the nun asks him, like, well, I mean, the conflict's over. Why don't you just go back home? And he doesn't answer. And it's probably because he's afraid he'd get tried for rape because he's a rapist. Yeah. Because he raped someone. Yeah. Because he's a bad person. Yes. So he uh comes to, has his little flashback, gets out of the bathtub, and then uh walks into the living room where the nun is, but she don't look like a nun no more. Nope. She's dressed like a fucking flower child. It's weird. It's a weird choice, but they made it. Yeah, she's like literally got bell bottoms on and she's got like a fucking like neon polka dot flowy blouse it's it's a thing yeah and she's like hey okay look i'm gonna level with you not a nun that was all ruse yeah it's like and i'm i always had trouble like she always had trouble figuring out the walk of a nun apparently fair enough i suppose i mean i don't know you just put on those weird like orthopedic shoes and walk around i think is how nuns do it yeah and uh She's, she lets him know that the the thing, her mom, not the nun's mom, but Magdalene's mom, it, it, it like picks the person that cares for it. Mm-hmm. And then their job is to care for it until it, until dies, it dies. And then they, her job is to find the replacement one. Yeah, the replacement demon. Yeah. And since he's going to be the replacement demon, it's only fair that he gets to pick out his caretaker. And he wants Magdalene. Yes, because he's in love with her now. Yeah, and she's like, "Uh, that's pretty fucked up, dude. Like, she did her time. Why would you want to do that to her? I thought you liked her in any capacity. This is your fucking answer? More of it? What a fucking idiot. Okay, I guess... But, I mean, she's already under contract, so only one way to get out of the contract was to kill the other demon. Yeah. And he's like, well, that went real good the last time, so I'm feeling pretty confident that this time, this time I got it. Yep. So instead of using a knife, I'm going to use a chisel. Yeah, a big-ass chisel. Yes, a big-ass chisel. Yeah, for asses only. That's yes. That's why that's it took him so long. Them. That's how Michelangelo sculpted David's ass was with an ass chisel. Yeah, specifically, and only the ass because he's an artist. Yep. So he heads up to the attic and uh, takes a gander at a newspaper clipping. That probably won't have any bearing on anything. Nope, not at all. Finds uh, finds her 
doll she made? Yeah, I don't know. It's like some like fabric doll. Yeah, and like she really wants the doll, but gets upset if he squeezes the doll. So or he shakes it violently. So he does that for a, a while. Yep. And like taunts her with it for reasons. Probably valid reasons. <laughs> Indubitably. <laughs> and then it's time to go to go to Chiseltown. Yeah. And he definitely does not use it on an ass. No. No, like uses the chisel to separate the head from the body. Yeah. Which is uh pretty hardcore and takes a while. Yeah, it's not like, oh, I just jammed it through and like twisted it and the head popped off, you know. No, it's like I have to I got it in there. And then I had to stab it in a few more times, and I just had to like pound on it a little bit to get through the vertebrae. And yeah, it's it's a it's a scene. It sure is. And uh, he successfully removes the head, but then he finds out the secret. Yes, the the secret penis underneath the the, the mother's moo uh, moo. Yeah. And then he remembers the newspaper clipping. It was a trick. It is important. I fooled you. <laughs> Who could have seen that coming? And the newspaper clipping is talking about a guy that killed his family that disappeared. Yes. Before Implying quite heavily that's, that this is the guy. Yeah. The guy turned into an old lady, I guess. I don't 100% yeah. understand. Yeah. Well, we may not. We'll understand a little bit more a little bit later. Maybe. Kind of. Sort of. So he starts putting all the pieces together with like the tool bag and the shirt because the shirt's the same shirt in the picture. Picture the tool bag is the same initials as the guy's name, and he realizes that he's in this guy's house, and so this old lady with a dick must have been the this guy, and. This guy was giving birth to weird albino hairless bats with teeth? Yeah. So, naturally, he goes to the giant shell room. Yep, there's a room with a giant shell in it, and he crawls inside the shell, because why wouldn't you? I mean, at that point, you're in for a penny. In for a pound. And that's where he sees the uh, physical embodiment of the amulet, I suppose? Yes, and it, is it supposed to be the woman that he raped in the... Is the woman he raped the one who was the the face of the amulet? I think so. Okay. Because mm. she said something like, well, you always wanted me or whatever. Now you have me. At the very least, it was the the form it took, I guess. Yes. Yeah. And, and it's then, all, uh, like, existing in... Uh, fucking non-Euclidean weird space inside of the shell. Yeah, I mean, it's some kind of, like, god space. Yeah, informing him that, like, I don't know, he's the guy now, or the thing, or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, Dolores Umbridge also, like, is talking to the guy. She's, like, about, like, hey, like, you chose well. And she's, like, yeah, you know, like, he kind of he fit all the criteria, blah blah blah. Like they have a little conversation, side conversation with him there, like high fiving each other, basically. Yeah, 
And uh, the nun lady is like, well, this was this was your call. You made the decisions you made, so fuck off. Yep. Enjoy. And then he starts to give birth to one of the bat creatures. Yeah. <laughs> or his stomach swells up and is imply, heavily implied that he's going to give birth to one of the bat creatures now. Yeah. And then we cut to a, like a gas station on the outskirts of London? Maybe looks- in unnamed country? I'm not 100% sure where. Yeah, they don't really say. And uh, we meet with the, the lady from the military stuff in the flashbacks. Yep, Na- she is the gas station attendant. Now with daughter. Now with daughter. And uh, Magdalene buys uh, some shitty frozen ragu. Yep. And the and the, the gas station lady is like, I wouldn't even feed that to my dog. And Magdalene's like, you know what? I fucking hate cooking. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, fair enough then. Yeah, and the the attendant lady's like, are you a tourist? Like, people are starting to come back around. Sometimes you just gotta forget and move on. Just forget and move on. Yeah. And Magdalene slides her the money and the amulet and says, never forget. Yep. Never surrender. Yeah. And then she gets in the car, starts rocking out to some sick tunes, and throws the frozen ragu to the blanket in the back which I assume is Tomas. Yep. It says enjoy, fucker. Yeah. Have fun, dickhead. And and that's that. Yeah. Amulet. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Uh, well, it looks real nice. It's got some real nice shots. The uh they do a real good job with the like creepy out stuff like the bat things are weird looking as hell anytime they show the the demon lady it's fucking unpleasant when whenever violence occurs it is suitably violent like the stabbing and the beheading and the biting and the whatnot like it's all it does it does it just right where you're like oh man and then it hangs on for another 30 seconds. And you're like, oh, okay. Okay, could have done without the last bit, but oh, man. <laughs> Makes you squirm in the best way possible. Well, second best way. Yeah. But I don't know. Something about it just doesn't doesn't work for me. I don't know what exactly. Like, it's an interesting enough story, but it's not executed great. Like, it's... It's real flabby in the first, like, two-thirds, and then everything just happens at once. But it's not... Like, they're trying to build up a mystery, but it's just it just didn't, didn't hit for me. Like, you're wondering, like, okay, what's the deal with the flashbacks? What's the deal with the lady? But at the hey, same... Lady. Yeah... But it's just, I don't know. I can't even articulate what doesn't work. It's just something about it just doesn't mesh the pacings off. It's missing that X factor. Yeah. Like, all the individual, like, technically, it looks really good. I mean, it's gorgeous. Especially, like, the the fucking forest scenes. I was like, can I just use these as, like, a screensaver on my TV? Because they're just gorgeous. 
Yeah, the house is an incredibly suitable levy level of dilapidated, creepy. Oh, God, yeah. Like, I mean, I would have walked in that house and been like, I just turned right around and walked out. It was perfectly executed with the look. Like, the dressing, stage dressing was great. You know, the props were all great. The cinematography was great. Yeah. I mean, I'm not mad that I watched it or anything. Like, it was totally okay. I don't... I don't know if I can necessarily recommend it. Like, I don't know. I guess if you knew what you were getting into, like, there's pl- there's stuff to like about it. It's not bad. It just didn't really grab me. I don't know. This might be a push for me. If you want something a little, a little more arty than your average horror thing, give it a go. But if you're looking for something a little more standard, then you pass on it probably. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's hard. It's a hard call. So I'm pushing. What do you say, Troy? Um, yeah, I liked parts of it. Uh, a lot of the same things you did. Uh, I mean, I I always like a story about a man. I, well, one, I always like a possession story. I, I'm a sucker for, for possession stories. I'm a sucker for a story about a man brought low by his own evil. Um, so those were definitely playing heavily in this movie's favor. As we said, like technically, this movie is really well done. Um, this was like this lady's first feature film, too. So I am, I would love to see more of what she does in the future. Uh, I hope she gets more feature films because she has an eye. Um, but yeah, the the pacing on this movie is a little too slow for me. Uh, there's they do a good job building dread. They do a good job of just making everything fucking creepy. But it's just it's missing that 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 je ne sais quoi that uh this movie needs and doesn't have that would really just i mean i would have knocked this movie out of the park like there there's just something missing that if this movie had it it would be like an easy recommendation like like i'd be super excited to recommend this to people but it's just missing something part of it i think is at least when he is dealing with that woman in the woods in the flashbacks like they're supposed to be from the same country. So they should, I, if they were just speaking their native language and it was subtitled, I feel like that would have helped just cause it would remove one barrier to, to good acting. Cause you know, I mean, acting in your own language is hard. Acting in another language is even harder. So like just, you know, and I can understand in, in, in when they're in the, when they're in London, yeah, I mean, he has to speak English. Um, if if him and Magda are not of, from the same country and don't speak the same language, then speaking in English makes sense. But I kind of, I almost wish this was done, wish this had been done in a foreign language or whatever their native languages were, because I feel like the actors were all good. They were just kind of hamstrung a little bit by the fact they had to do it all in English. That's fair. So, I mean, like, again, like, I'm not knocking these actors because like doing it in your own language is hard. Doing it in a second language is even harder and they still manage to do a pretty good job. Like I don't have really any, too many complaints about the actors. I just, 
it's I think it's just it's just missing something and like the the fact that everything else is so good makes that that void more apparent. Yeah, it's it would be like a stew that's real good, but it's just missing that one thing. It's missing the salt. Like yeah. you fucking forgot to put salt in it. And yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I feel I want to tell people to watch this because I want this lady to do another to get another feature and just and continue to level up because I think she's she's got a good eye. She's she's gonna do a good job on another movie. I just want to make sure she gets a second movie. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, like you know, and if you want just a nice slow, creepy possession film, this is there you could do a lot worse than this. We have done so, a lot worse than this. Yeah, we have. So you know what? I'm gonna say watch it, but watch it with the caveat that it is not the greatest. It's it it's missing something, but I think you can enjoy everything else in there while acknowledging that it's missing something. So, uh, what are we watching next week, Chris? We are watching the violent kind, as suggested by me. Uh, I got this through Horror Pack, uh, and it is done by the Butcher Brothers, who were the ones who did the Hamiltons, uh, and it features uh, Corey Knopf, who also was in the who was the lead in the Hamiltons. Uh, it's it's a weird movie. I hope I hope I like it. I I, I watched it. I don't. Know, so people who aren't on the Discord won't know this. So I will explain it to you. Uh, when my wife goes on work trips. I like to just go downstairs and go through the stack of unwatched Blu-rays that I have from Horror Pack. And I will go have the Discord roll a random number but corresponding with those movies. And then I will just watch whatever movie the Discord bought rolls for me. Um, and this was one of those. And this is probably like two years ago. I did that and I remember enjoying it, but who knows what I'll feel about it two years later. So that's so, how I chose this movie. So what if other people want to use robots to determine their fate? How would they do that? Well, they should definitely go to discord.slarsprincess.com and join our discord where we do occasionally have interesting conversations. Sometimes uh, and the, the more listeners we have, the more interesting conversations we can have. So I recommend they go there. Uh, if they would like to see us on Facebook, we're at Facebook. We're Slaughter Slaughterhouse Princess on Facebook. Wow, I can't talk anymore. Uh, if they want to tweet us, they go uh, at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. If you are more inclined to use Reddit, you could go to r slash shp podcast. Uh, and on YouTube, I think we're also Slaughterhouse Princess. We maybe have a couple YouTube videos up there. Yeah, probably. Uh, now we have at least one, which is was our was that our one hundredth or two hundredth episode? One hundredth, maybe, probably. Yeah, the uh, the walk uh, night of the living dead. Yep. And uh, yeah, if you don't want to reach out to us, but want to listen to us in some other form than you are currently doing, you could go to Stitcher or Podbean or. <laughs> Spotify or iHeartRadio, tune in. Uh, you could ask, ask your Echo to play Slaughterhouse Princess. You could probably do the same with your Google Home. I've not tried it because I don't have one. 
and then uh, if you want to support us financially, you can go to store.sarashpences.com and get yourself some sweet swag like stickers or a giant tapestry like the one that sits behind Chris when he records these podcasts. Uh, and uh, Or you could go to patreon.sarashpences.com and pledge to us there. Uh, Chris has said he's going to revamp it at some point this century. Yeah. But uh, we'll see if, when that happens. You know, pressure, Chris. All the pressure. All the pressure. It's good. It's good pressure. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so come back next time for The Violent Kind. And whether our podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> <laughs>